are coming for blood You could try and take us With the gladiators If you wanna rage Chapter 5 I see, Jake said. So basically, you're saying it was no big deal. You jumped into an alligator pit, you... Crocodile, not alligator, Cassie corrected him. Jake cocked one eyebrow at Cassie, and she fell silent. You jumped into a crocodile pit. Morph into a crocodile. Engage in a battle to see who's going to eat the kid. End up carrying the kid on your back. And you're feeling this was all pretty cool? I shrugged and looked at Cassie for support. She did save the kid, Cassie pointed out. She also came very, very close to showing the entire world what she really is, Jake said, using the low, silky voice he uses when he's really upset. After saving the kid, you'd think my friends would have welcomed me as a hero, right? Wrong. Here's the scene. Me, Cassie, Jake... Marco, Tobias, and Axe were all in Cassie's barn, which is also the wildlife rehabilitation clinic. So picture cages everywhere, stuffed with every kind of injured, sick, messed up raccoon, squirrel, duck, wild pig, bat, skunk, fox, eagle, and deer. Jake was pacing back and forth, which he also does when he's upset. Jake isn't a yelling kind of person when he's mad. He's a grinding his teeth, pacing, and talking in low, silky voice kind of person. Jake is in charge, more or less. No one exactly elected him, but if we ever did vote on it, he'd get all the votes, except his own. There was just never any question who was going to be the leader. Probably because we all know Jake isn't the kind of person who really wants to be the boss. He does it because someone has to, not because it makes him feel important. I would probably think Jake was good-looking, except that he's my cousin. But of course, Cassie thinks he's perfect. Cassie and Jake have a little thing going. Neither of them admits it, of course, and they never really say anything to each other about it. They think no one else knows, but they have a definite thing. Trust me. Anyway, lounging on a big bale of hay was Marco. Marco is Jake's best friend. Marco is not the leadership type. He's very smart, but unfortunately, he uses all his brain to make stupid jokes. Okay, maybe not all his brain. If he used all his brain to make jokes, the jokes would probably be better. Marco is cute, although not as cute as he thinks he is. See, it would be impossible for anyone to be as cute as Marco thinks he is. Marco's ego is totally out of control. Then there is Tobias. He was up in the rafters overhead carefully combing his feathers with his beak. Tobias is what the Andalites call a Nothlet. That means a person who is trapped in a morph. There's a two-hour time limit on morphing. Stay more than two hours and you stay forever. Tobias used to be this kind of dweebish kid with crazed blonde hair and a dreamy expression. But now he is a red-tailed hawk. The dreamy expression is long gone. It's been replaced by the laser-intensity stare of a raptor. Tobias has had to accept the fact that he is not fully human anymore. Inside, he is still Tobias, but he lives in the woods and hunts for his food, and that has changed him. 
Then there is Cassie. Cassie is my best friend, although we're nothing alike. Cassie is probably the most capable, in-charge, amazing person I will ever meet. This is a girl who deals with school, has practically a full-time job helping her dad with the wildlife rehabilitation clinic, and handles all the stuff we have to deal with as Animorphs. I mean, who else can keep up a B-plus average while she's saving wild animals and fighting a war with the Yurk Empire? Last, and definitely weirdest, is Axe. His full name is Axemili Escaroth Isthil, which is why we call him Axe. He doesn't usually come to meetings, because he has to travel in human morph. He doesn't like going into human morph because he thinks walking around on just two legs is dangerous. Since we were safe inside the barn, Axe was back in his own body now. His body is a strange but cool looking mix of bluish deer body, human-like arms and shoulders, and definitely alien head. He has no mouth. He has two big semi-normal eyes on his face, where eyes should be, and two extra eyes stuck on short stalks on top of his head. And he has a tail, like a scorpion's tail. Very fast. Very dangerous in a fight. Normally, when we're in the barn, Cassie would be busily cleaning cages or giving medication to skanky lizards or whatever. But I guess she felt like she had to help me defend myself. So she was standing there, looking guilty, even though she hadn't done anything wrong. What was I supposed to do? I asked Jake. Let the little boy get chomped? Yes! Marco said, speaking up. Yes! See, we're fighting to save the whole world, not one kid. And you endangered all that by trying to be the offspring of Xena, Warrior Princess, and Superman. Xena and Superman have a child? I didn't even know they were dating! Tobias said in open thought speak. I smiled up at him. He couldn't smile back, of course. Then, in a whisper that only I could hear, Tobias added, Rachel, ask Jake what he would have done. That'll get him off your back. I carefully avoided nodding or giving any sign that Tobias had whispered to me. Jake, if you think what I did was so wrong, what would you have done? Jake stopped pacing. The point is, secrecy is absolutely important, he said. Jake, I repeated. What would you have done in my place? Chapter 6 Jake scratched his ear. He grinned sheepishly. Just because I would have done the same thing doesn't make it right. I think Rachel was a real hero, Cassie said. Rachel was brave. Bravery is a great virtue. Marco rolled his eyes at Axe. Thank you, Obi-Wan Kenobi, for that wisdom. Of course she was a hero. She's always a hero. Rachel can't stop being heroic. Being stupidly brave is like some nervous tick she can't control. But what if someone had caught her morphing on videotape? That wiped the smile off my face. As much as Marco annoyed me, he was right. If someone had taped me, the Yurks are everywhere. If they had evidence I'd morphed a crocodile, they would know who and what I was. The Yurks believe we are a highly trained group of Andalite warriors. If they ever found out we were just human kids, we'd be wiped out before we could blink twice. Okay, well, anyway, Rachel, you were very brave. You were also very lucky. The news reports say you fell into the pit because you were trying to see the kid. 
Everyone is focused on how amazing it supposedly was that a kid could ride an alligator, crocodile. The kid's going to be on five different talk shows. Great. So I'm the idiot girl who fell into the pit, and the kid's some big hero. Be glad it worked out that well, Jake said. For a moment, I considered mentioning the way I'd felt sick while morphing the crocodile. But I decided against it. Why give Jake anything else to worry about? Cassie raised her hand. Are we done with yelling at Rachel? I have work to do. Jake laughed. I don't yell, he said. I'm not anyone's parent. You tell him, Dad, Marco said. We all laughed, and the tension was broken. For about ten seconds. Till Jake said, Hey, by the way, Tom said something about how the sharing is going to hire that kid from Powerhouse as a spokesman. That TV show? Marco said. Huh. That's strange. Well, anyway, I have homework piled up on my desk at home. Plus, I have the new Nintendo game. You know, the one where... He stopped talking and just stared at Cassie and me. Probably because Cassie and I were standing there with our mouths hanging open. What's with them? Marco asked Jake. Jake looked mystified. What is with you two? Jeremy, Jason, Nicole is going to be endorsing the sharing? I asked in a wavering voice. Jeremy, Jason, Nicole? Cassie echoed in awestruck tones. Jake shrugged. Yeah, it's too bad, but it's not like anyone cares. He's just some wimpy little actor. I mean, it's not like he's Michael Jordan. Or Brett Favre, Marco added. Or Wayne Gretzky, Tobias offered. What is an actor? Axe wondered. Or anyone else important, Jake concluded. He's just an actor. I mean, he's a dork. What is a dork? Axe asked. That hair, Tobias said derisively. I love his hair. Cassie said. Plus, he's even shorter than I am, Marco said. The difference being that Jeremy Jason McColl is cute, I said. He's more than cute, Cassie said. He is the single cutest boy on the planet. He's in every magazine, I said. Teen, YM, Seventeen. Wussy Weekly, Midget Monthly, The New Dork Times, Marco added. He and Jake exchanged a high five. I ignored Marco. I almost always do. Instead, I made sure Jake was paying attention, and I said, Jake, you're not getting it. About half the girls in our school have a poster of Jeremy J.C. McColl in their bedrooms, or in their lockers, or both. He is the number one cute guy in the country. He has like 20 websites just about him. If he endorses the sharing, it would be as if... I looked to Cassie for help. As if the entire female cast of Baywatch endorsed something, Cassie supplied. Yeah, like that. Jake's smile evaporated. You're saying this actor kid has that kind of influence? He has that much power? Marco said. He has Baywatch-level power? Yasmin Bleeth power? Tobias echoed. Bleeth, Axe echoed. Is that a word? If Jeremy Jason McCole becomes a spokesperson for the sharing, they'll be setting up girls like crazy, I said. 
then this is serious, Jake said. Yeah, Jake, it is. We have to stop this from happening. Cassie sent me a sly, sidelong glance. Of course, we might have to actually meet Jeremy Jason in order to save him. We have to do our duty, I said. I mean, for a start, we have to find out if he's already a controller. And we'd probably have to meet him to do that. Get close to him. Very close. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The two of you make me sick, Jake said. Chapter 7 Reruns of Powerhouse came on every night at 7, just after the news. I watched it with my two little sisters, Sarah and Jordan. Sarah was too little to care one way or the other about boys, but Jordan was closer to my age. You think Jeremy Jason McCole is cute? I asked her. On a scale of 1 to 10, maybe about a thousand. I nodded. Yeah, he is cute. He's even cuter than that guy Marco. You know, the one who's cousin Jake's friend? Yeah, I know Marco, I said cautiously. I shuddered. You actually think Marco is cute? Sure. Jordan, do me and the whole world a favor. Never, ever tell him. As if. But you don't think he's as cute as Jeremy Jason, right? Of course not. Jeremy Jason is famous. Oh, well, let me ask you something. If you thought there was some club you could belong to that would mean you might get to meet up with Jeremy J- She leapt up. What club? What club? What club? Which answered my question. I wasn't foolish enough to worry about what might happen if Jeremy Jason McColl came out in support of the sharing. If anything, I wasn't worrying enough. If using Jeremy Jason worked at recruiting girls into the sharing, what would the Yurks do next? I watched Powerhouse with a whole new outlook, knowing what I now knew about one of its stars. Was it really possible that someone like Jeremy Jason McColl could be a controller? No way. And if I did just happen to save him from being taken by the Yurks, well... After dinner and after Powerhouse, I went up to my room to attack my backed-up homework. I had a paper due, and it was supposed to be five pages long, at least. I had maybe four pages worth of material, so I played with fonts and margins until my four pages could more or less fill five pages. Then I hit print and hoped my teacher wouldn't figure out what I'd done. Rachel, I'm running down to the store for some milk, my mom yelled up the stairs. You're in charge! I dropped out of the word processing program and logged onto the internet. I opened my window since it was a warm night out and Tobias sometimes flew by in the evening. Then I started checking out the various websites for Jeremy Jason. Know your enemy, I muttered under my breath. Not that I could really think of Jeremy Jason as my enemy. I had to wait through several busy signals to reach his own actual homepage. My screen filled with a big picture of the actor. Way too cute to be a controller, I said to no one. I scrolled down and found a button for his biography. It was two pages long. I printed it out. Then I clicked on his schedule of appearances. It was slightly out of date. I scrolled down the page, then... Whoa! Whoa! I stopped and scrolled back. 
There it was. The 24th. Jeremy Jason was doing the Barry and Cindy Sue show on the road. On the road. Right in our town for the next week. Two days from now. He's going to be here. Here. I snatched up the portable phone. I speed-dialed Cassie. He's coming here. Who? What? Jeremy Jason. He's going to be on the Barry and Cindy Sue show when they come into town. No way! Oh yes. Definitely yes. I hung up and started to click to another website to confirm the news. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was majorly excited. I know, I know. It isn't really cool to get all mental about a TV actor. But Jeremy Jason McCole was like my first crush going back to when I was 10. I took a deep, steadying breath. But I couldn't quite do it. My breathing was short, rough, like I was being squeezed. A swarming feeling of heat needles spread across my skin. This wasn't about Jeremy Jason. This was definitely something wrong with me. I couldn't breathe. I sucked in air and pushed myself back from the computer. And that's when I noticed my hand. My right hand was green. A dark, mottled reptile green. Chapter 8 What the? I held up my left hand. It was green too. Getting greener as I watched. Getting rougher. Changing. Morphing. There were scales forming on my skin. Crawling up my arms. I bolted from the chair and raced from my full-length mirror. My face was just beginning to bulge out. A huge, long, black-green snout. This is something you never actually want to see. Yeah! I yelped. The swelling bulge split open to reveal a row of long, yellow teeth. <coughs> I started to say, but my mouth was no longer human enough to make human sounds. My legs shriveled as I watched helplessly. I fell forward onto the floor. The huge tail was surging behind me. I felt my spine stretching. No! No! I hadn't decided to morph! And yet, I was morphing. At warp speed! I was on the floor of my bedroom, turning into a murderous, twenty-foot-long crocodile. Morph out! I ordered myself. Morph out! But the transformation continued. I was too big for the room. My snout was pushed into one corner, while my tail stretched out under the bed and curled in the far corner. What was happening to me? If Jordan or Sarah or my mother walked into the room, my secret would be out. Worse yet, I wasn't sure I could control the crocodile. It was hungry. Focus, Rachel. Focus. Morph out. Go human. But I wasn't morphing out. At least, not back to human. Instead, I began to notice a completely different kind of change. My body was narrowing in two places. I was cinching up, forming three different body sections. Head, abdomen, and thorax. I was becoming an insect. And that's when I became afraid. See, it's impossible to morph straight from one animal to another. Or at least it's supposed to be impossible. But I was definitely morphing. And I was not morphing to human. I was still a huge crocodile, but my massive crocodile head was connected to my body by a tiny narrow neck, and the area connecting my squat crocodile body to my fat crocodile tail had narrowed so much it was the size of a human wrist. 
This can't be happening. I cried to no one. This has to be a dream. But I'd had dozens, maybe hundreds of awful morphing dreams, and they'd never been like this. I could hear my bones squishing as they turned to water and disappeared. I could see the black-green crocodile scales turn dark brown, almost black, as an insect's exoskeleton grew over me like armor. Huge spiky hair shot like daggers from my back. My big teeth melted together, solidified, blackened, and reformed to become a long, vile-looking tube. Two new legs spurted from my sides. Two spiky, multi-jointed legs. I knew all these changes. This was a morph I had done before, but never like this. I was on my way to becoming a fly, but because morphing is never logical, I was a gigantic fly. I was becoming a fly before I had had a chance to shrink. Then the shrinkage kicked in, and I was spiraling wildly downward. I was going from 25 feet in length to less than a quarter of an inch. I wanted to scream for help, but who could help me? No one. No one. Suddenly, my reptile eyes bulged and popped out like balloons. The world around me was shattered into a thousand tiny pictures. I had the compound eyes of a fly. My mind was reeling. It had to be a nightmare. This wasn't possible. It had to be some awful dream. I was shrinking so fast that the corners of the room seemed to be racing away from me. The wood grain grew large and dark and clear. The cracks between boards were growing as wide as ditches. And then, with a sickening lurch, I realized I had stopped shrinking. I was growing again. The wood grain grew smaller. The cracks shrank. And I grew. And grew. And grew! My extra legs were gone. I had just four now. Four legs growing thicker and taller and thicker and taller. Oh, please, someone help me! Sproing, sproing. The springs in my mattress popped as my bolt crushed them. I was too big for the room, bigger even than the crocodile. My bookshelves fell over. My desk slammed against the wall. Sparks shot from my computer and the screen went blank. Too big for the room. I was big enough to be weighed in tons, not pounds. I was morphing a full-grown African elephant in my small bedroom. Creak. Oh no, I whispered. I could feel the floor literally sinking under my impossible weight. My head was shoved up against the ceiling. Crunch! With a scream of twisting wood, the floor gave way. A sickening drop and... Kraboom! I was very suddenly in the kitchen. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs auditory experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. Uh, don't have a lot to announce here, and I'm also kind of tired, so we're gonna make this one snappy. But, uh, I got a message from John. Uh, long time listener, one of the, one of the first, so I always love hearing from this guy. Uh, I'm gonna paraphrase, I don't have that up in front of me, but he, he basically tweeted at me, um, a suggestion for, uh, if y'all remember, I was discussing what to do about, uh, how I have the full books and also these, uh, chapter groupings in the same feed, and some people don't like that, 
he suggested moving them to a or the books to a separate feed. Only problem with that is that uh, Podbean, the site I used to host these episodes, uh, only allows one feed per account. And this is like my paid pro account that allows me to upload as much as I do. And uh, I'm not super looking to pay for another account at this point. So uh, I really appreciate the the thought, John. Uh, I love hearing from you because, again, you've been here since basically day one and you're not like someone i know personally who's also who's just been like here for the whole time and i really love that i appreciate that um but yeah if uh people write in like if it really actually bothers you that you can't just like if you just want to hear the the full book cuts and you don't want to do these chapter groupings and it really bothers you that they're all grouped together like this and it's hard to search or something uh please write in if enough people are like genuinely bothered by it i will look into doing something i don't know what it will be but i'll, I'll do something to make that easier for y'all because um you know this is also as much for you guys as it is for me uh so with that out of the way i don't really have any other announcements uh, other than our usual end of show notes so let's get to those if you like what you hear and use itunes i do appreciate ratings and reviews i love to hear feedback if you'd like to reach me, you can do that at audiomorphscast.tumblr.com or audiomorphscast at gmail.com or on my website, theapodcalypse.com. That's the apocalypse. It's like the apocalypse, but we threw a D in the middle of there to make it like podcast. Uh, you can also, I guess, tweet at me. This is on my website, but uh, from my second, uh, I made I made a Twitter for my second podcast, OK Crusader. So that's uh at Crusader OK on Twitter, but that's one where I get guests on and we discuss uh, random Marvel characters and how dateable we find them. You can you can find links to that on my website, the iPod, excuse me, theapodcalypse.com. So check that out if that sounds interesting. Uh, that is all I have this week, so I'll just see you all next week as we keep on plugging along. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight. <laughs>